Isaac Middleton, and today we're going to be talking about John Henry and also the SAG after strike. Oh yeah, let's get this thing rolling. movie I want to talk a little bit about the folklore and the character uh, John Henry um, you know the folklore surrounds an American African-American male uh, folk hero you know um, it says here he was a freed man and he said to have worked a steel driving man uh, a man tasked with hammering a steel drill into a rock to make holes for explosives to blast the rock uh, in construction of a railroad tunnel. That's the folklore. Uh, the, the story of John Henry is told in a classic blues folk song about his duel against a drilling machine, uh, which he won but died in the process, okay? And there's numerous amounts of stories and plays and books about this uh, folklore John Henry character, okay? Even novels, all right? All right, y'all, just in case y'all don't know me, welcome, welcome. I am the Firehawk, Isaac Firehawk Middleton here. What's up, y'all? How you doing? <laughs> All right. So one of the things I, I looked into it and um, I wanted to do the thing in regards to John Henry, but I found like so much information. I just wanted to lay it upon you guys today because it's such a good, uh, a good story. I mean, the folklore is, is wonderful and they literally some stories about this guy, novels and such. Um, but one of the things I was wondering to myself, and I had to look it up, and it says that uh, John Henry, was he a real person, you know? And according to this, um, it says that he was a real person. Scott Nielsen, uh, a researcher, discovered that he was a real person, about 19 years old, from New Jersey. Uh, he was convicted on a theft charge in Virginia court in, in 1866, sentenced to 10 years in the penitentiary and put to work in uh, building the C&O Railroad, okay? Now, what his job was was basically to hammer holes into the rock so that explosives, they could set the explosives and blast their way through the rock to make the railroad 
And, and it says John Henry was one of thousands of African-American workers, railroad workers. Uh, it doesn't go into whether his conviction was <laughs> legal or not, but it does say that, you know, he was sentenced to 10 years in prison and, and promptly put to work uh, building the C&O Railroad. According to legend, John Henry raced against a steam-powered rock drilling machine and he won the race. Some illustrations will say he didn't win. Some will say he did win. But according to this, it says he did win. But he died from the stress. Uh, basically, you know, has had heart failure. But he still had his hammer in hand and was still standing upright and walked out of the, <laughs> the drilling area on his feet. But he was no longer with us. And he became famous. Uh, ballads was written for him and described this contest of immense proportion that he won. Uh, artists and writers alike use him as symbolism for the average middle class worker. Okay. Folklorists have long thought of John Henry to be uh, mystical. But historians got Nelson discovered that he was a real person. So he's not just a myth. He's not just a legend, but a real person. <laughs> okay. Now, some of the other illustrations I wanted to talk about before I actually get into the, the movie itself was uh, Steel uh, from the DC comic book was based off of his character. It's actually his character is called John Henry Steel. <laughs> Man of Steel, and he comes from Earth Prime, DC Universe, you know, Adventures of Superman, I think it was issue number 500 in June 1993, according to Wikipedia, and uh, his alter ego is Dr. John Henry Irons II, and he created like this suit. Similar, I guess it was similar to Tony Stark, but it doesn't have the arc reactor in it as such. <laughs> and so he he appears in DC Comics uh, after the death of Superman as a potential replacement for Superman. Once Superman returned, Superman accepted him as an ally. Um, there's a whole storyline behind that, but if you want to definitely check it out, uh, is uh, DC Universe, Man of Steel, uh, John Henry Irons, uh, the DC uh, Prime Earth Universe. Okay. The creators, please forgive me if I mess up this name, is John Bogdanova and Luis Simmons. Yeah, definitely. I always like, uh, you know, these different legends and such like that. I believe Solomon Grundy come from a legend as well, a myth as well, but I don't know how, <laughs> how realistic that is because he's more of a zombie type character. All right, now moving on to John Henry the movie. It's a Netflix movie um, starring Ludacris, Ken Forget, and of course, Terry Crews as John Henry. Now, Terry Crews definitely have the physique to play it off, all right? Now, they took it more of a uh, humanitarian type way where he was, you know, just a really powerful guy, really strong guy with strong morals and such like that. And I don't think nothing wrong with that. I think they did really good with that. Um, 
you know, me being more of a uh, sci-fi guy, I would have him as a moral character, a strong character as he was. Uh, but I would also put some like, <laughs> I guess, magical powers in his hammer, his type of Thor type of thing, you know. Not exactly like Thor, because you know, would be wielding like lightning and stuff. But I think that that would have uh, that would have been cool. But I would have definitely do that. But uh, if you haven't seen the movie, you could definitely check it out. It's on all uh, major channels. It's a Netflix show, but it's you can also find it on Amazon Prime and uh, such like that. But um, it came out in 2020. So it came out some years ago now. And, uh, but one of the things I, I, I didn't, it, it didn't really explain about the movie itself, but it, it did kind of touch on it, but it didn't go into like any express details, uh, where he got the, the, the hammer from, <laughs> where to get the sledgehammer from, you know, it didn't go into any details and such like that. So I it just, it just, you know, I don't know, but I think the movie overall was pretty good, honestly. Um, it got uh, a pro- approximately 50%, you know, people watch it, p- technically 50% like it or whatever, you know. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out if you guys get an opportunity to. Now, one of the other things I want to touch into, uh, I- I've been putting this thing together for a little while, and um, I-, I always like the folklore of John Henry, and I always wondered, like, how would I build a John Henry character, you know what I mean? <laughs> How would I build a John Henry character? So one of the things, I, like I mentioned before, I like the idea of him having a strong moral compass. You know, I think that's really, you know, superhero one-on-one type of thing, a strong moral compass. Uh, anti-hero don't have to have that. They, they get a little bit more leeway, <laughs> but not a hero. A hero is re- extremely limited in what he or she can do. But an anti-hero can basically bend and flex the rules as they see fit. <laughs> but um, also like him being all naturally physically strong, but definitely human. So, you know, if you shoot him, it's going. So one of the things I thought to add to his already magnificent uh, persona would be, you know, the hammer. Make the hammer if not magical, but have some type of uh, influence into his physique to make him uh, bulletproof like Luke Cage, you know, type of a thing. I wouldn't say like make him like he could fly and everything because, you know, uh, and Steel, Steel had a suit that made him to, that he could fly. And so uh, I was thinking like give, like when he had the hammer in his hand, if he did have flight, he have to have the hammer on him in order to fly. I guess that would be similar to Thor, a, a version of Thor where he could fly as long as he had the hammer. And if the hammer wasn't in his hand for the duration of time, he would revert, revert back to his human form. Now, on this one, I wouldn't he wouldn't be getting all his powers from the hammer because majority of it would be coming from within the hammer would just be like a boost or an amplifier of his power so he would gain he was he's already strong so he would gain super strength and he's already fast but he would be like faster and and then he would be uh i wouldn't say invincible but definitely bulletproof 
so impervious to small arms fire, can run through fire, you know, glass and stuff like that wouldn't bother him and all that stuff like that, you know, type of thing. So I would I would definitely but attribute and attribute his that super qualities or those super qualities that the hammer gave him and the other qualities he already had. So it just amplified the hammer just amplified what was already there. If that makes sense. That's how I would build the John Henry character. So if, if the DC universe would call it John Henry irons, I would, I guess I would call this one John Henry Miller. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all let me know what y'all think in the comments below. And how would you uh, design this guy if you had, uh, you know, a comic book type character or a movie that you were designing and such like that? How would you build this character or video game? How would you build a character? All right. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, which I think is very important, and um, is the SAG after strike. Being a uh, SAG after member. I am very involved in the strike. I support the strike 100%. And um, one of the things I wanted to share with you guys is uh, SAGAfterStrike.org. Uh, and it's under Why We Strike. I'm not going to read everything, but I want to read like a few of the uh, cliff notes so you guys could get an idea of why we're striking and such like that. Okay. Uh, and, and so basically it starts off with we're fighting for the survival of our profession. Uh, here's the simple truth. We're up against a system where those in charge of multi-billion dollar media conglomerates are rewarded for exploiting workers. And so the reason why I, I brought that up, they bring me up to the mindset of John Henry. He's the symbolism of the working middle class, you know, and, and uh, the companies represented by the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the AMPTP, which includes Amazon, MGM, Apple, Disney, ABC, Fox, NBC, Universal, Netflix, Paramount, CBS, Sony, Warner Brothers, Discovery, HBO, and others. And so they're, they're, they're committed to prioritizing shareholders and Wall Street detailed, you know, there's some, if, if you get to the website, which I do encourage you guys to check out the website, there's a lot of details below that will uh, talk in more depth of that. Now, we all know that most businesses cater to whoever invests into them, but that doesn't mean that they treat their workers any kind of way, okay? Now, sag says we need an 11% general wage increase in one year so our members can recover from record inflation during the previous contract term. The AMPTP says the most we will give you is 5%, even though that means your 2023 earnings will effectively be a significant pay cut due to inflation and it's likely to, uh, excuse me, and it's likely you will still be working for less than your 2020 wage in 2026. So you'll be working <laughs> less. Uh, it's, it's, it's hilarious to me because it's so sad. It's so sad. It's funny. Uh, it's so funny. It's sad. I don't know. But anyway, the next one, uh, I'm going to read this and then I'm going to 
go on to something more and, and conclude all of this. It says the performers needed uh, needs protection of your uh, of our performers need the protection of our images and performances to prevent replacement of human performances by artificial intelligence technology. Here's a comprehensive set of provisions to grant informed consent and fair compensation when a digital replica is made or our performance is changed using AI. So this is talking about the AI technology. Uh, If they're going to, you know, set provisions to grant informed consent. So that's informed consent. They have to let, what we're asking for is for them to let us know and give us fair compensation when a digital replica is made of our performance and is changed using AI that we're adequately compensated. Okay. Now, the the AMPTP says we want to be able to scan and uh, background performers image, pay them for a half a day of labor and then use the individual likeness for any purpose forever without their consent and without any compensation. We also want to be able to make changes to the principal performer's dialogue and even create new scenes without informed consent and without adequate compensation. And we want to be able to use someone's image, likeness, and performances to train a new generative AI system without consent or compensation. So they basically want to want to use it forever without consenting any principal or background performer and without any compensation. They want to do this with AI. So that's why we're striking. There's more. There's a whole lot more uh, here uh, in regards to uh, the SAG after uh, layout as far as why we're striking and um, and and basically in a lot uh, <laughs> a lot of this is just like I don't understand why they can't really give us what we're asking for. It says this is in regards to. Uh, Streamers uh, who profit from our labor, like, you know, um, video on demand type of stuff. It's a consider this comprehensive plan for actors to to participate in streaming revenue since the current business model has eroded our residual income. The MPTP says no. Simple. No and period. Okay. Um. So that's that's why the uh, the SAG after is striking and 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 such like that. The, um, the minimums uh, the SAG is asking for is eleven percent. Uh, what the AMPTP wants to give is a maximum of five percent for one year, four percent two year, and three point five percent in year three. So they're going down, not up. New media revenue sharing was rejected totally, and um, 
it just it just kind of goes downhill from that. Uh, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to comment below. Ask me if I got something wrong. Let me know. Uh, this is this information came from the SAG after uh, strike dot org website under why we strike. So you feel free to check those out for yourself. All right. All right. So uh, the last thing I'm going to close out with I'm doing fairly well in, in my workouts. I, I did start over was like two weeks ago. I started at at 260. I'm down to 255. My goal weight next my next goal weight is 250, um, and then I want to get down to 245. Ultimately, I want to get as low as 205, which is my ultimate goal weight. <laughs> and then, uh, but if I make it to 225 or 215, I would be just as happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Alright y'all, hopefully you guys have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. You guys are awesome. Alright. I am the fire hunk. <laughs> MyFitWatch.net. Shameless plug for me. And uh, continue to check out the JB and I show. Leave your comments, suggestions, whatever below. I always read all the comments. I always try to respond in some shape, form, or fashion. You know, uh, if I understand the comment, if I don't, I may ask a question, but you know, Hey, it is what it is. So thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate each and every one of you, each and one of you, <laughs> each and every one of you guys. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all until next time. Bye.